Coming to you from Keiko Studios, it's The Balcony Show with Ann Thatcher, Bo Summer, Mike Roy, Donna Gallucci, and me, the Mad Cat. We have searched the globe for the best in indie music so you don't have to. So here we go, The Balcony Show. in far away places, same with love and good vibes. Just keep an eye out for just what's coming. Hi there, everybody. Welcome to The Balcony Show. You are listening to the number one source of independent music. Number one. Hi, guys. Hey. Hello. And um, now that you're here, Mike, and uh, you're not missing in action and no longer is the alien abduction. No more alien abduction. (laughs) No, they're coming back at some point, though. They brought him back. The intro... We actually have the man himself. He's part of our cast, uh, Roy and the Secret People. So if you want to hear the rest of the song... Go check out uh, Life is Happening by Roy and the Sacred People. We love it. Love it. And uh, Bo is out on vacation for a couple weeks. So where or where is she, Mad Cat? Uh, you know, I, <laughs> I don't think the aliens want anything to do with her. So, I mean, I think she's we- out on a hit. One, yeah, yeah, you know what? Yeah, that would yeah, be her. Like a se- sense? secret assassin or something. I don't know. I think she's in search of Sodak. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Bo. Oh. The, great, the great mountain of Sodak. <laughs> Anyways, we have uh, a Reverb Nation selectee tonight. She is fantastic. This young woman is climbing. Uh, she just had a sellout tour in UK and looks like it's going to be the same thing here in the USA. So we'll be talking to Karen Waldrop later. And I look forward to bringing you her interview and her music. But first. Oh, yes. Those useless things. Useless facts. So useless. <laughs> hey, I don't know. This stuff is starting to trend. Did you notice that on TikTok and stuff? Useless facts are now becoming like a thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. And, but we were, we, we, were, on we, were, we were on the forefront. Interesting. We were on the forefront. Well, Just you saying. know, at least the, the people on TikTok aren't like calling me up in the dead of the night, abusing me with these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you know what? Let's just dive right in. Useless fact number one. In some parts of Texas, it is illegal to cuss in front of a dead person. Who knew? I've, you know. Wow. And how do you know That's who's buried strange. where? Well, right? they're dead. You know, in Texas, like, they, they're known for leaving bodies around. Yeah. You know? I mean, what is a dead person just going to jump up and be like, don't you suck profanity around me? I'm offended. Uh, I'm offended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've offended my sleeping spirit. <laughs> I had to return. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you know, like everywhere else in the country, they're getting rid of the death penalty in uh, Texas. They're putting in like a fast lane. <laughs> no, wait a second. What, what, what's, this, what, what's this you got written underneath here? You can't swear in front of a corpse in Texas, but in Reno, possession and distribution of sex toys is also illegal? Yeah. Who knew? Whoa. What is that, like a bonus useless fact? On the, I don't on the know. Fact? That was with just like, I don't know. She's got like these yeah. little things under there now. It's like she's just dabbling up. You know? <laughs> oh, oh by the way, sex toys are illegal. <laughs> well, you know what? Why Reno of all places? Yeah, right. I, I wonder yeah. why Reno. What yeah. happened in Reno? That's what yeah. I want to know. Uh, what happened in Reno, Lots guys? of scary stuff, I'm sure. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to move right along here to uh, number two of useless facts. 
Peanuts are used to make dynamite. Uh, aside from giving some people explosive diarrhea, peanuts can also... <laughs> there we go again with that. Again. <laughs> Can't escape that one. No. Peanuts can also be used to make actual explosives. Once peanut oil is processed, it can create glycerol, which in turn can be used to make nitroglycerin, uh, one of the main components of dynamite. For hmm. some odd reason... Did you know that? Uh, well, it's it's kind of no. it kind of sits no. back in the recesses of my brain because when I was a kid, my stepfather grew up working in a slate car as a banger, and we used to make and roll the dynamite. Really? No uh, kidding. Sticks. Yeah, Ooh. we would. You know, we had a wooden <laughs> dowel. We put the paper around it. He and we would, everything. Uh, we would wax stick the paper. Yeah. <laughs> Say I love you to your child <laughs> in a sleigh bell. They have them roll your dynamite. dynamite. Let's make some dynamite, kids. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, it's farm living, man. If you're not blowing shit up, you know, you're just not living. All right, useless fact number three. Uh, Game of Thrones Night's Watch cloaks are made from Ooh. Ikea rugs. I did not That's know very that. Interesting, Isn't that interesting, actually? Yes. Wow. Creating something like Game of Thrones takes a lot of painstaking attention to detail to uh, take people to the rugged, sooty world of Westeros. However, you'd be surprised that some of the production designs are just from everyday things, namely Ikea rugs for the Night's Watch cloaks. Ikea has since released a tutorial for how to make Game of Thrones cloaks. Mm. Wow. Hmm. Like Halloween costume. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah I, could, sure. I could go as a fat Jon Snow. <laughs> All right, so uh, useless fact number four. Scientists have taught rats to drive. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Well, somebody on this freaking planet has to teach somebody how to drive because the humans are failing. Uh-huh. I don't even think they know how to use turn signals anymore. Mm-hmm. No, that's optional. Yeah. According to an experiment, rats can learn how to drive. Scientists made tiny cars with aluminum floor and steering wheel made out of three copper bars. When the rat stood on the car's uh, aluminum floor and touched the copper bars, they would start an electrical charge that moves the car. By the end of the experiment, they had taught the rats to steer the car in different directions by touching different copper bars. Their secret... Fruit Loops. <laughs> the scientists conditioned the rats wow. to maneuver different ways by rewarding them with cereal pieces. I had heard that. I've I've always heard that rats are one of the most intelligent. Yeah, yeah. You know definitely. what I mean. And and listen, driving. A, I would just love to see that. As you know, you're you're walking down the sidewalk. I want a rat that drives a yeah. mini car. That would be cool. And it is crazy that to think that. Uh, you know, a lot of the reasons that they use mice and rats and stuff like that for stuff that becomes our future is because somewhere along the line, we share a lot of biosignatures, which is just crazy. Well, and that's only what we know. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I always think that they're always like yeah, they, three or four or five steps way ahead like, of what like we Like man know, bear sure. pig is already <laughs> out there somewhere, you know what I mean? <laughs> the Isle of Dr. Blue. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Oh, you know that stuff's got to be oh, going that's on. Totally ha- it's totally out there. So uh, let's close this out with uh, useless fact number five. Uh, everyday objects were used for the asteroids in Star Wars. This I know. Potatoes, mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Well, you know, I am the epic level oh, Star you Wars are, fan. Right? That's why I picked right. this because I thought, you know what? Even if, even if you knew, then, you yeah. know. 
other Star Wars fan would. And so now yeah. I'm going to be looking to see if I can find, you know, like the different things. And that's the so. thing to think about, that everything, everything in modern cinema, how modern cinema is viewed, how it's created, is owed to Star Wars. Because so much of the effects and everything George Lucas had to create, it just mm-hmm. didn't exist. So he had to get his team together and... And this was an independent movie as well. So there wasn't, you know, this massive movie budget behind them. These guys created this stuff. And as a result, ILM was born. And so was modern cinema with Pixar and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And who knew? Tracy's right right? back. All right. Well, we're going to get started with our first song tonight. And that's going to be Red Nexico from Eli Alger and the Faster Horses. Such a fun song. Such a fun song. Take a listen and we'll be right back. Then we swung through the drive through Yokiero Taco Bell. We got a donkey pinata hanging from the clothesline. And my jackass brother, he's swinging for its inside. Never been to Tijuana, but I'm wearing a sombrero that says I have. And Sharon makes a mean margarita to be a senorita from Birmingham. Luke Holmes and Sweet on Alabama, they're blaring on the stereo. Showing off his salsa moves He made a stinking wrong step Now he's scraping off his shoes Now Bob's a beer past buzz Cause he just broke our only rule Don't drink the water From the kiddie pool Senorita from Birmingham Luke Holmes 
hey, they were having a sale. You are listening to The Balcony Show. And right now we have our first song from tonight's interviewee, Karen Waldrop. The song is called The Night We Fell in Love. So give it a listen. And when you come back, we will have Karen on the line. Here we go. Showed up to our date 30 minutes before I grabbed a table by the bar with a view of the door Yeah, so I could spot you for you saw me And I could bail out if I didn't like what I see Yeah, but you walked in and I was like, damn Yeah, thank you, Jesus, there's my man First thing you did was grab my hand And you never let go till 2 a.m. Those street lights were just right For my heart to fall like it's never really fallen before It was something that was so much more That first kiss, that was it I was done, flipped up the switch It was everything I ever could dream of The night we felt Dragged you in. Yeah, they were too drunk to say anything good. But they didn't scare you off like I thought they would. You had your hands around my waist for most of the night. Like you were telling everybody that this girl is mine. And all night long, I lost my heart. everybody welcome back to the balcony show and we are very excited because we have with us today a 2023 top five artists to watch by country evolution 
She has just sold out her UK tour and she is now touring in the US. She's open for Trisha Yearwood and many others. She's just a force to be reckoned with. Welcome, Karen Waldron. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's so great to be here. I'm honored to be able to get to hang out with you guys and catch up. Well, I got to tell you, I go through the Reverb Nation campaign stuff and that's my, that's my job. And I came across Kendall County Road and it, it was just like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> because, I agree. Because not everybody has your talent. I'm just going to say, put it, I'm going to put it out there from the start. They just don't. And I really love a, uh, the production on this. I love the song. It, it really was like a, a, a breath of fresh air. It's a great song. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was writing for this project for a long time. I've always wanted to work with Paul Worley. He's been my dream producer since the day I got to Nashville, since I was 16 years old, listening to the Dixie Chicks records. I've always wanted to work with him. I just love his treatment, his style, his musical taste. I just absolutely love his work. And I've really enjoyed a lot of his other work, like He's worked with Martina McBride. He's produced some of the greatest Lady Annabellum tracks. He's worked with like, you know, Big and Rich. So he's kind of like all over the board, but just, you know, everything that he has produced, I've always been a huge fan of the way that it was produced in a kind of a classical type way where it kind of can be listened to throughout any time period. And so I was kind of obsessed with him. Let's be honest. I moved to Nashville. I started meeting with him. <laughs> I would, I did. I mean, I'll be honest with you. You know, what? Like you, know what? you gotta go for what you want, girl. You gotta, you gotta have your, you gotta have your goals and your dreams. So I, I started meeting with him when I first moved to town and I had my first collection of music and he just couldn't have been nicer to me, but also very supportive in a way of encouraging me to get out on the highway play, build my stage presence, keep writing. Like he was definitely not trying to rush me. He wanted me to kind of get developed out on the highway. And I did that. And I toured and played and played and played and I produced other projects. And then it kind of all came for full circle because when we were ready for Kendall County Road, I wanted to work with Paul Worley. So we reached back out to him. He accepted the project um, of course, we had a lot more going for us. You know, we had a million fans now. We've toured all over the world. How does we that feel a, when you say that? Take a moment and think about that. It's my it's mind blowing. It's it's absolutely mind blowing. And people say the the funniest thing to me when I say I'm so blessed because between Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. YouTube, we are well over a million. I mean, you're talking 1.5 probably. That's insane. It's insane. And people say, well, what does that matter? Or how, how is that relevant? And I, that blows my mind when people say that. Because I'm like, wait a minute. We're talking about 1.5 million people who are engaged and connected to what I'm creating. So I'm confused how someone wouldn't understand the relevancy. It's it's a lot of people that want to come and listen, want to bring their wife on a date, want to buy a t-shirt. You know, I don't understand how someone couldn't see the relevancy. I'm like on the opposite side of that. Right. I have two words for that. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> like, I don't even, I can't even help you. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nope. 
So the name, your album? The album is actually called Kindle County Road. And that's the one that's like pressed to vinyl. It's like, you know, the actual CD is the, the album is Kindle County Road. But as far as like, how did the song, how did the record come about? Whenever I got to work with Paul, um, I brought him over to my friend, Greg Vorncall's house, who has now passed away. Uh, we lost him tragically to COVID-19. Aww. So he hosted a six-foot social distanced uh, meeting for me and Paul Worley because that was during, you know, 2020. And so we all go over there and we start listening to everything and we're wearing masks and we're doing all the things we're supposed to be doing, but we're listening to everything I've worked on. Mm -hmm. So I go to play Kendall County Road and I play it for me, listens to the entire thing. And at the end of it, he stands up and he says, I'll be right back. And he goes outside on the front porch and called his daughter. Aww. <laughs> then he came inside and he said, sorry, that song made me want to call my daughter. That's, cool. That's, That's the cool. ultimate compliment, isn't it? Yeah, it was very oh, cool. The ultimate compliment. So then I think that was when we all realized the power of Kendall County Road. So I'm going to stop you here and let, let us stop and let our listeners hear Kendall County Road. Okay. Since... Um, I think you've I hope set you guys this up love it. very well. So here it is, Kendall County Road, and we'll be right back with Karen. Well, my mama's in the kitchen like she always is. Cooking up something for my sister's kids. Sunday supper on the grill and the game on TV And the phone rings, it's little old me Then mama asks, how am I doing? I'm doing alright I'm doing just fine But they can't hear lonely through the phone No, they can't hear the heartache In San Antonio was home Oh, it's days like this that make me wish I was living on that Kendall County Road If I could catch a flight tonight I'd be there by midnight Then back at work on Monday right on time I'd be But instead I'm here in Wichita Just wishing That I was right there On the other side Of this line Cause they can't hear lonely Through the phone No, they can't hear the heart Staying gone. 
listening to the balcony show and we are on the line with karen waldrop so karen uh tell our listeners what do you uh, what do you got co- coming up as far as uh playing out i mean obviously you're going to be doing your tour so yeah so we just got off the most insane six weeks of my entire career um we played in six weeks we played in orlando florida we played in edinburgh scotland Wow. We played in Omog, Ireland. We played in London, England. We played in Largs, Scotland. We also played in Glasgow, Scotland. We played in Woodstock, Georgia, Houston, Texas, the Woodlands, Texas, Baltimore, Maryland, and Winchester, Virginia, all in six weeks. <laughs> That's incredible. That's a lot of jet so lag. You, <laughs> you, yes, you can imagine the you jet lag. You either love it or you Thank don't, you. though. You know, like you got to you you eat, drink and, and love that life or it's just not going to happen. So how how <laughs> how is the genre received like over there in England and stuff like that? Like I, I never, I, you know, I, is, is there a big country market over there? You know, it's funny you ask that because I get that a lot. People are like, I had no idea that people in Europe loved country music. And my response to that is everybody loves country music (laughs) worldwide. Like, you know, and it was really fun, you know, getting to go over there. And, you know, my favorite part about playing in Europe is it almost feels like the pressure is off. Like in America, it's like, you know, you got all these banners and you got Karen Waldrop stuff everywhere. And it's like you're moving into the venue every night. You know, you got all this gear, you got the drum kit or you got the bass cab or you got all this merch. I mean, it's just like a, it's like a circus of Karen Waldrop when you're in America because we have the right transportation for that. Right. But when right. you go to America, it's really kind of, I mean, if you go to, you go to Europe or anywhere international, it's really kind of exhilarating because all of that is stripped down and all you have is your backpack, a little rolling suitcase with some Karen Walter merch. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like Traveling you just have everything everything has to go on the plane. So you're just so stripped down and and then there's this element of forgiveness when you get there. Because then it's like once you're there, the people know that you flew on a plane. The yeah, people know that you... That's what I was going to ask you. Um, how does the audience... What's the difference in how the audiences receive you out there than America? Yeah, it's like they know that you've gone through all of this to get there and that you're stripped right. down. So you don't have the extra levels of production that you have in America. So mm-hmm. there's this extra built-in grace because they know you traveled so far 
and they're more um, gracious and forgiving on imperfections. Hey, Karen, this is Mike, obviously. Um, let me ask you a question. How old were you when you took, when you actually did like your first tour? Oh, my first tour. Yeah. You know, it's funny you asked me that. I was thinking about my first gig, my first gig where I actually got some sort of payment. It wasn't at church. Did you, you know? Get a chicken? It was in, <laughs> I got. I probably got a. You know. I probably got a, a chicken meal or something. You know right. what I'm saying? I probably got like twenty five dollars. Feed I don't her. Know. Feed um, her. But it was a place called Tipitina's in mm. New Orleans, and I was twenty. Ooh. I wasn't quite twenty one. Okay. And we drove down to Tipitina's. We played that show, and I think if my memory serves me correct, that that is my first show. That's my first on the road. Yeah, my first like. Yeah, came in. Yeah. <laughs> I played a lot of local Hattiesburg, Mississippi shows and made a couple hundred bucks here, a couple hundred bucks there. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I'm playing five nights a week. It was hard to study. Yeah. You know, I was just, I was bound, I was either at a bar or at the library, you know, just trying <laughs> to get through my last year of college, which I can't say I did gracefully, but the first three, I did, <laughs> I did great. <laughs> I, did, I did great on the first three years. But once I got that little, that little taste of music yeah. and getting out there and playing, it was kind of over for me. I was ready to graduate and get up, get the heck out of there. I have one more question. Um, you did an, you did an interview about uh, engagement and one, it was really weird when I came across uh, this interview about you talking about engagement because one of the things that I noticed in your video um, was how engaged with the audience you were. And I don't say that lightly. There are a few artists that I have seen that really engage their their um, audience. And I really feel you don't sing at your audience. You sing to well, your audience. Well, thanks. And there's, there are so many that don't. The man sitting at the table here too, Mike, he's uh, he's another one that does that too, that he sings to his audience, not at them. But I think that takes, I think that there's something extra with folks like you. You know what I mean? And I don't know how you grew to understand that or learn that, but um, when did you begin to feel that connection with your audience? Well, first of all, I can't take credit for that. I have to give credit where credit is due. And I have to give credit to my friend, Kevin Blue with Country Rebel, who helped to kind of counsel and teach me that skill. And he taught me that. I did not come up with that on my own. Um, That is the power of video content. But the number one thing that I've learned is whenever you create a video. And I did not know this until I got the help from Country Rebel. And I have to give them credit because they've changed my life with this advice, you know? And the advice is to create a video that is a gift. So it's human nature. You know, if you if you give, you receive, right? Last night, I gave a, a dish chicken to my neighbor. We had made a big dish. I gave a, a little plate to him. Well, then he's over here helping us move a couch, right? Like we're back, you know, it's give and take. So I think one thing that is important to remember is if you're going to create a piece of content, it should be a gift to the listener. Because once that video gets shared with your high school friend, then your high school friend sees Cindy Smith shared this video. Now, all of a sudden, you know, in sales, we call that a warm lead. 
instead of a cold lead, right? So you're seeing something that someone that you know and trust shared. So you're more likely to view it. And then once that person views it, it's up to them if they want to keep scrolling, which is the ultimate, I'm not interested. I'm just going to keep on going and, and find the next person who fits my musical taste. Good for them. Happy for them. Not, not offended. All right. Or, or the ultimate compliment. I love this and I want yeah. to share this. Well, listen, Karen, I want to thank you for spending some time with us here on the show. Thank you. Um, Heck yeah. It's, it's been in, incredible getting to know you and I wish you much continued success. Please check in with us once in a while when you have a new release. We'd yeah. love to follow your progression on up to the Grammys. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it. You like know I mean it. it. Um, <laughs> but with that, um, we're going to end things tonight with your song, What If I Told You. And um, go out, check out our music. You're going to want to download this whole album, Kendall County Road. You're just, it's just an incredible ride. It's personal. It feels personal. She does a fantastic job. I'm telling you, you're going to want to be a fan and you're going to want to follow this young lady right on up. So with that, I'm going to wish you uh, continued success and good night. Any final shout outs to anybody? Thank you so much. I want to just encourage everybody to visit KarenWaldrop.com. Sometimes it's the little things that clarify my mind and give me perspective like folding these towels tonight. And what if I walked in? What if I said what you needed me to say? What if I Should I pretend I'll be 
I have been hearing a lot of people complaining that their Facebook posts are not reaching their audience, which kind of stinks. Even friends, friend to friend, they're saying, oh, I never saw that or I never even realized you had a gig or things like that. So I want to bring to the forefront of your mind to make sure that you are taking advantage of using your email contact list. It's very important to reach your customers, your fan base. It is a direct connection. There's no algorithm to worry about. There's no bigger corporation that's going to control what you're putting out. So if you don't have an email contact list set up, make sure you give the opportunity to your friends and fans to to put themselves on your mailing list. And each week, use your email more so than your social media platforms. It's probably going to work a lot better. Check out next week's Indie Radar right here on The Balcony Show. And thanks for joining me. Oh yeah, and on today's Mad Cuts, Mad Tracks, we have the song Homesick by Ella Rhodes. I'm always homesick. Yeah. Yeah, that's a true story. <laughs> I'm just homesick, like the old home, the growing up home, yeah. the farm. Yeah. The old folks home. Yeah. Aww. I'll definitely be sick oh, of that boy. home when I get there. Now, you know what? When when you grow up on a farm or you grew up around a farm or stuff, there there's just there's always that connection, and I totally understand. It's so a true ahead. story. So here we are, "Homesick" by Ella Rhodes. Give it a listen. Here we go.
to another edition of Mike's Music Box. Inside, you're going to hear some stories of the macabre, the paranormal, and the strange. So stay tuned, if you dare. Hey everybody, this is Mike Roy, and this is the next edition of Mike's Music Box here on the wonderful Balcony Show. Um, as... When I'm not here, usually they say I've been abducted by aliens, and that's almost true. Um, so today we're going to talk a little topic here uh, about rock stars and alien UFOs and some of their backgrounds. So unidentified flying objects, as we all know, have been streaking across the sky since time immemorial. Carl Jung's 1958 book, Flying Saucers, A Modern Myth of Things Seen in the Sky, Notes vivid descriptions recorded in newspapers from the 15th century, while helicopter-like images have appeared in Egyptian hieroglyphics from 5,000 years ago. So let's take a look at the first four of these rock stars that have had their own uh, brush with the unidentified flying objects. Who knew? So let's look at, you know, does everybody here know who Frank Black, Black Francis this artist. Okay, yeah. so this guy's from the Pixies. Oh, okay. okay. Um, so one of my favorite artists. Um, his obsession stemmed from a UFO sighting in 1965, the year he was born, witnessed by his mother and several cousins. In Fool in the World, an oral history of a band called Pixies, compiled by Josh Frank and Karen Gans. Gans. He said, I think there's no small percentage of people who have seen them, and I'm one of them. So, which leads me to believe if that was the year that you were born, and that's where your first vivid memory of a UFO, that's pretty Uh-oh. incredible, because I'm trying to remember if I remember anything when I was one. <laughs> so he's on another planet altogether. altogether. <laughs> um, or he is an alien. Or he is an alien. It could be. That was it could my be. first thought, is he is an alien. Yeah. He kind of is. I mean, he revolutionized a whole genre of music. That band was absolutely incredible. Um, very, very influential into a lot of bands from Nirvana to, I mean, you name it. But the second one that I found out was from Elvis Presley. So his hairstyle, so this is kind of weird, all right? So this comes from his hairstylist. So his hairstylist, according to Larry Geller, Elvis's multitasking and spiritual advisor and hairstylist, which is a lot that he, a lot of hats that he wore, uh, Presley shared telepathic visions with aliens when he was eight years old, including one that featured a future Elvis in a white jumpsuit. The singer apparently didn't know what the images meant at the time. Geller said his father told us he'd gone out to have a cigarette at 2 a.m. during the delivery while he's being delivered. And when he looked up into the skies above their little shack, he saw the strangest blue light. He knew right then and there that there was something special with this kid that was happening. Wow. So that was ingrained to him for his whole life in the beginning. So that's kind of strange and odd. Um, and, and of course, this one's next artist is a little more well-known. Uh, Tom DeLong from Blink-182, who's a huge proponent of the UFO movement. Aliens exist, Blink-182's Tom, Tom DeLong told Kerrang! in 1999. They're in your butt. <laughs> and although the interview clearly assumed the singer-guitarist was kidding, it turns out his interest in UFOs is no laughing matter. DeLong has 
uh, gone on record saying he met aliens near the United States Air Force facility, Area 51 in Nevada, according to The Independent, and has suggested that authorities are looking for him because he's getting too close to the truth. And I do know, reading a lot of interviews with him, that he does have a little bit of a paranoia about the government tracking everything that he does, all leading back to his interest and in, uh, leadership in the UFO community. Um, <laughs> leadership in the UFO he, Yeah, he's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's huge wow. in that. Uh, so the last one, I'm just going to end with this, uh, was John Lennon. Ah. So John Lennon was so convinced that he saw a craft of some description that he wrote in the liner notes of the 1974 yes. album Walls and Bridges on the 20 well I can't do a, a Lennon voice so you know forgive me <laughs> on the 23rd of August 1974 at nine o'clock I saw a UFO signing off with his initials. Lennon said that he saw a thing with an ordinary electric light bulb, flashing on and off around the bottom, one non-blinking red light, and one on top about 100 feet away and hovering over an adjacent building. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, think, well, let's look at the year. I mean, hmm, that's that so, could... That's yep. so ironic because I never knew that. So and I'm look, a big Lennon fan. And, and a, I yeah. just found that out like a week ago. Really? That that happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, How crazy yeah. is that? Well, Pretty weird. So, yeah. So, I mean, there's so many more rock stars out there that I've had brushes or sightings or even abduction stories. How uh, cool we, is that, though, Mike? Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thanks so, for sharing that. So, thanks a lot, everybody, for listening to Mike's Music Box this week and always, on the balcony. Always be worried about the aliens in your butt. Yeah. 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 Hey, on that note, I'd like to remind you that we are proudly produced at Keiko Studios right here in Penargel, Pennsylvania. Hit them up for all your musical production needs. It's time for the spotlight portion of our show where we showcase new singles from returning guests. And your host is Donna Freaking Galucci. Oh, man. <laughs> No, I can't do a normal intro into this segment no, because no. <laughs> I hear Dad that. Dad is freaking Gallucci. Dad is freaking Gallucci. Thank you, Mad Cat, for that introduction. You're welcome. <laughs> a classic. Well, uh, we have a great new song, everybody. I'm stoked for this one. Adam Warner. Ugh. Yeah. Cowboy crazy. Oh, Adam my Warner. goodness. <laughs> Girls. <laughs> I will say that. And the, guys, have you seen the video? <laughs> when the boots are knocking. The guys will appreciate it. He's um, making some waves for sure. Oh, for sure. And um, a little backstory to the song, how it came about. So Adam said he'd been humming a melody for a few weeks and couldn't figure out what to do with it. So um, then one day he was with some friends co-writing some songs together, just getting together and throwing ideas around. And he just hummed this tune to them and they jumped right in and started co-writing this song with him. And the two guys that he was hanging out with are Josh Gallagher, right? One of them was Josh Gallagher and Mark Chandler. There you go. So pretty cool uh, trio writing this song. So. From his previous tracks, he want he wanted to like sway a little bit, do something a little bit different. So he wanted to rock it up a little bit. So he did kind of like the southern rockers do with like amping up the vocal harmonies on the song and rocking up the drums a little bit. So it's a little different. 
Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Yeah, I was talking to his management and uh, they were telling me that these guys, watch him, there's a lot coming down the pike for him. Mm -hmm. So I can't, you know, I won't speak out of school, but I will say that there's a lot coming down. Right. Someone to keep your radar on for sure. For sure. Everybody check it out. Here we go with Adam Warner, Cowboy Crazy. you cut off daisies and them scuff flu cases and moves the way you shake it yeah girl you're gonna make me turn my cowboy crazy on Whispers getting me high, saying my name with that twang and a touch of Tennessee. The way you bite on your lip, that little swing in your hips, that bank in your wranglers is tangling up my heartstrings. Blue jean, baby, with your cut off daisies and them scuff blue cases and moves. The way you shake it, yeah, girl, you gonna make me turn my cowboy crazy on. You making all of them fellas up in here. Dropping jealous, letting them look, getting them hooked, but you're coming home with me. You know you're something undressing, wearing nothing but a smile in my stats and up in my truck. It's getting tough to keep it on the street. back to the balcony show your source for independent music and we have come to the end of another great show many many shout outs and thank you to karen waldrop uh adam warner still doing it making things happen he's certainly all of these artists on here are are, are somebody to watch uh we're going to end things tonight with a local artist regina sales she just she was on here. She did a Kickstarter. She met her goal and beyond. Woo. So we're, we're going to be having a new album coming from her in the future. If you want to get on the show, we are now offering through Reverb Nation. You can go. You can submit. And I will listen to your music if you put God it on Reverb you. Nation. <laughs> and listens to every song. Every, every song. song. <laughs> every song. So that's the best way to get on the show. Honest, honest to goodness, um, is I will, if you have, remember, high quality production, 
It's got to be clean. It's got to be clear. It's got to be high quality. And we'll hook you up. Because that's what we do. Word. Get you out to Damn our mother. all of our <laughs> listeners on 200 and, 210 platforms. Wow. So we get it out there for you. And a lot of the artists that have been on the show are doing wonderful things. Many of them. Several have hit Billboard. Several have gotten record deals. So we may be a good luck charm. We're a good luck. I keep telling everybody we're a rabbit's foot. The Balcony Show, Rabbit's Foot or Independent Music. That should be the logo. It's yeah. a rabbit's foot. A big rabbit's foot. <laughs> big yeah. Rabbit's foot. <laughs> Ew. No. You know. No. It's dead. You're getting to be a rabbit with me. <laughs> Anyways, I'm going to get out of here. Take a listen to Rolling in the Hay by Regina Sales. Good night, everybody from the Balcony Show. We will catch you next week. Love a little harder, pray.